What's up, everybody? This is your main man, Tyler, here with the Around the Bases podcast, here to wrap up Season 3 here as we move into the offseason of the college softball season. So we're going to start with the Division 3 National Championship Series, then the Division 2, and then we'll recap the Women's College World Series from Oklahoma City. So without further ado, let's go ahead and just jump right in, starting with the Division Three National Championship Series between Trine and Christopher Newport. Trine advanced to their first ever championship series, taking down Barry 5 to nothing in the national semifinals. The Trine Thunder from Angola, Indiana, have never finished better than third in the country, so this is unprecedented territory for them. It wasn't going to be an easy task ahead as they're going to they took on the number 1 team in the nation, Christopher Newport Captains, who are 45 and 1 on the season from Newport News, Virginia, not far from the championship series site which was in Salem, Virginia. This is their second trip to the championship series for the Captains. They lost to Linfield College in two games in 2011. One way or another, uh, one team is taking home their first national championship. Christopher Newport actually beat Trine five to nothing earlier in the season, uh, but the captains hadn't lost a game since March. Well, game one, senior Caitlin Hasty's grand slam in the fourth lifted the captains to a six three win, that put them a win away from a national championship as they took down the Trine Thunder. Game two. Freshman Jamie Martin's two-hitter led the Christopher Newport captains to their first-ever national championship as they took down the Trine Thunder in a 3-0 victory. Senior Bailey Roberts' sack fly in the first got the scoring started, then Matty Hool's two-run double in the fourth finished off the game as the cap the Christopher Newport captains took home the national title, took home the natty, finishing 47-1 on the season. So congratulations to the Christopher Newport captains on their first ever national championship. Something that should always be remembered because it's a truly special moment. Um, And it's something they will never forget. So congratulations. Let's move on to the Division II National Championship Series between Cal State Dominguez Hills and Rogers State. Um... These two met in the winner's bracket earlier in the World Series with Rogers State rolling to a 10-2 victory. The Cal State Dominguez Hills Toros from Carson, California are also making their first championship series appearance as they look to capture their first national championship. The Rogers State Hillcats from Claremore, Oklahoma will be making their first championship series as they look to get their first national championship in program history. It's pretty special when the Division Three and Division Two champions will both be first-time champions. Now, Game One, Callie Yellen's homer walked it off for the Roger State Hillcats as they took Game One from the Cal State Dominguez Hills Toros, six to five, to put the Hillcats one win away from their claiming their first national championship in program history. Roger State in Game Two. Scored two runs in the 4th, 5th, and 6th to run away 
with their first national championship in program history as they took down the Cal State Dominguez Hills Toros 6-1. to So congratulations to the Hillcats for finishing it off in a two-game sweep. Unfortunately, both the Division Three and Division Two National Championship Series didn't go to the if necessary games, but nevertheless, we have both champions, and it was time to ramp up to the Women's College World Series. So now it's time to dive into the all um, all sixteen games of the Women's College World Series. So let's go back to opening day of the World Series. Uh, game one, Texas surprisingly took down UCLA for the first time ever at the Women's College World Series as they advanced into the winner's bracket with a 7-2 win to kick off the opening day quadruple header. Freshman Mia Scott's two singles, a double, a triple, and two RBIs were very instrumental in getting the Longhorns offense going in that game. Texas's defense has been stellar after they had so many errors and problems earlier in the season. Uh, this put UCLA in an elimination game on Friday night, while Texas will wait until Saturday to play their winner's bracket game. Now, game two of that day, um, Northwestern took a 1-0 lead into the top of the third off of Big Ten Player of the Year Rachel Lewis's home run. That was the end of that for Northwestern, as Tiari Jennings and Jana Johns both hit a grand slam in back-to-back innings to put the Wildcats down quickly and quietly as Oklahoma advanced to set up a Red River rivalry showdown in the winner's bracket with Texas on Saturday after their 13-2 five-inning demolition of Northwestern. And Northwestern moved on to face UCLA in the elimination game Friday night. Freshman of the year, Jordy Ball also came back from an arm injury to end the game. She gave up a run, but the crowd fed off the energy that she brought to the circle, um, which was a welcome sight for the Sooner for Sooner fans and the, their team. Um, so, uh, absolutely big addition to bring back a huge piece of their puzzle. Um, but anyway, moving on to the third game of that opening day quadruple header it was huge news as Oregon State announced that Mariah Maison would be unavailable to play against Florida in their opening game of the World Series let's see how that affected the Beavers well Frankie Hamoudi struck first for the Beavers with a single in the first but it was all Gators after that Natalie Lugo came in to relieve Lexi Delbray after she let the bases get loaded with no outs in the second inning she only allowed one run after that Cheyenne Lindsay went 3-for-3, three three, and Avery Gells had three RBIs to help the offense. Uh, t- as Florida advanced into the winner's bracket, Oregon State dropped into a elimination game. The nightcap on the quadruple header on opening day, Kelly Maxwell's 14 strikeouts, combined with Carly Petty's three-run homer in the sixth, lifted Oklahoma State into the winner's bracket, as they took down Arizona 4-2 to finish off opening day. A Sydney, Pen- a Sydney Pennington single in the fourth got the Cowgirls up one. Then Charlize Palacios smacked a two-run bomb to take the lead in the fifth before Carly Petty changed everything with that one swing of her bat. Thus 
setting up the matchups. Oklahoma State would face Florida on Saturday, on winner's bracket Saturday, while Arizona would fight Oregon State on Friday night to stay alive. So let's move on to Elimination Friday. As UCLA kept their season alive by eliminating the Northwestern Wildcats in a 6-1 victory. Delaney Wiz starting the started the scoring immediately, driving in Kinsley Washington in the first. A fielding error in the fourth made it 2-0 UCLA. Grace Nito's double in the fifth cut the lead to 2-1, to but Megan Framo helped out her own calls in the circle by hitting a home run in the fifth, making it uh, in the sixth, excuse me, making it three to one. Alyssa Garcia singled to make it four to one in the seventh, and then a sack bunt by Anna Vines made it five to one. Then the final blow was a fielder's choice that made it six to one. Megan Framo also added ten strikeouts in the circle uh, to keep the Bruins season alive, eliminating Northwestern. And then the nightcap on Elimination Friday, Arizona kept their season alive, eliminating the Oregon State Beavers in a 3-1 victory. A Madison Simon sack fly got the Beavers on the board first in the second, which was a theme for Oregon State, got on the board first, but then couldn't do anything with it. Sophia Carroll's double in the bottom half of the second tied the game up for the Wildcats. Carly Scoopin's double in the sixth put the Wildcats ahead 2-1. Then Blaze Beringer brought Scoopin in to make it 3-1. Hannah Bowen put the clamps down in the final two innings to get the job done. Hell of a career from Mariah Maison. But there is a lot of excitement for the future of the Beavers as they only lose Mariah Maison. But it ultimately wasn't enough in that game. Now, that's not to say Oregon State won't lose some people to in the transfer portal, but... The only one graduating is Mariah May's own. So, the future looks bright for Oregon State, and I would expect to see them again in Oklahoma City soon. Uh, but let's move on to winner's bracket Saturday, as Jocelyn Allo's two-run homer got Oklahoma off to a flying start in the first against Texas on ABC, the first ever Women's College World Series game on ABC. Alyssa Washington's double cut the lead to two to one in the uh, in that first inning as well, but Jada Coleman, Jocelyn Allo, and Tiari Jennings all brought in runs as the Sooners jumped to a six to one lead in the fifth. Alyssa Brito made it seven to one in the seventh. Um, a little um, consolation for Texas: Janae Jefferson homered in the bottom of the seventh to finish off the scoring in that game. Oklahoma advanced to the national semifinals on Monday, while Texas will went on to face Arizona in an elimination game Sunday night on ESPN. And let's move to the other nightcap on, or the other game on Winners Bracket Saturday. Kelly Maxwell's nine strikeout three hitter lifted Oklahoma State to a two one a two nothing victory over the Florida Gators to advance to the national semifinals on Monday night. Well, theirs were Monday night. Oklahoma's was Monday, Monday afternoon. Um, <clears throat> Cheyenne Factors bunt in the third, started the scoring for the Cowgirls. Then Julia Cottrell singled in the fourth against her old team 
to finish off the scoring in that game, and um, it must have felt good for her scoring against her old team, the one that she transferred from, so that she could play under her dad, who is an assistant coach, Jeff Cottrell, at Oklahoma State. Um, so that was a special moment for her, scoring against her old team. Um, so, um, it had to feel good for her, for sure, at the time. Um, but let's move on to, uh, well, Florida took on UCLA in an elimination game Sunday on ABC to see who will take on Oklahoma in the national semifinals. So let's move on to elimination Sunday then. Holly Azevedo threw a two-hitter to lead UCLA to the national semifinals for a date with Oklahoma on Monday as they eliminated the Florida Gators in an 8-0 six-inning win. Kelly Gooden drove in a, uh, the first run in the second. A fielding error and a Bree Perez single to shortstop led to three more runs in the fourth to make it 4-0 Bruins. Then Maya Brady and Savannah Polov put the stake through the Gators with two two-run singles with the bases loaded to keep the Bruins' season alive to face the Sooners. And then in the last game before the national semifinals on Monday... Texas kept their season alive as they knocked out the Arizona Wildcats in a 5-2 win that puts all three Big 12 teams that made it to Oklahoma City into the national semifinals plus UCLA. Courtney Day's home run in the third put the Longhorns up 1-0. Carly Scoopin's two-run single in the fourth put the Wildcats up 2-1. Then J.J. Smith's three-run homer in the bottom of the fourth put Texas back in front 4-2. Then Bella, Bella, excuse me, I said that weird. Bella Dayton's sack fly in the fifth finished off the scoring for the game. Arizona's wild and crazy season after starting 0-8 in Pac-12 play came to an end with a fifth-place finish at the World Series. Heck of a job by Caitlin Lowe and the rest of that staff getting Arizona this far. Unfortunately, it just wasn't enough to get to the national semifinals, but Texas advanced to face Oklahoma State in those national semifinals. So let's move to National Semifinal Monday. Maya Brady's two homers, five RBIs, kept the Bruins season alive, taking down Oklahoma 7-3 to force the if-necessary game. Delaney Wiz's two-run homer in the first got things got the ball rolling there. Uh, Jada Coleman answered with a home run in there of her own in the bottom of the first, making it 2-1 Bruins. But Maya Brady's three-run homer in the third made it 5-1 Bruins really putting some separation there. Uh, but Grace Lyons responded, homering in the bottom of the fourth to make it 5-3. to three. Then Maya Brady hit yet another two-run homer to f in the seventh to finish off the scoring and at least keep their season alive one more game. In that if-necessary game, uh, excuse me, Jocelyn Allo had a monster game to send Oklahoma to the National Championship Series as they eliminated the UCLA Bruins 15 to nothing in five innings as she had a double, two home runs, and seven RBIs. Tiara Jennings kicked off the scoring with a three-run homer in the first, making obviously making it 3 nothing Sooners. Then Jocelyn Allo followed up with a three-to-run homer in the second, making the score 6 to nothing. Well, a fielding error in the seventh 
Oh, excuse me. A fielding error led to the seventh run in the fourth inning. Grace Green started the scoring in the fifth with a single, then Riley Boone drew, drove in two runs with a single, making it 10 nothing. Jada Coleman walked with the bases loaded to make it 11 nothing. Then Jocelyn Allo put the final stamp, stamp on the game as she blasted a grand slam to finish off the scoring. Oklahoma would await the Oklahoma State-Texas winner in the National Championship Series started Wednesday on ESPN, um, leaving only Big 12 teams left at the Women's College World Series, which is very interesting in my opinion, but anyway. Moving on to the Texas-Oklahoma State side. Estelle Check shut down the Oklahoma State offense to keep the Longhorns season alive as they forced the if-necessary game thanks to a 5-0 victory. Courtney Day's three-run homer in the second kicked off the scoring. A throwing error by Sidney Pennington on a sack bunt led to the fourth-run scoring in the sixth inning. Then for some added insurance, Mary Iacopo hits a sack fly to bring in another run. So let's see what would happen in a winner-take-all scenario for a spot in the National Championship Series on the line. In that game, Kelly Maxwell's 11 strikeouts just weren't enough as Texas moved on to their first-ever National Championship Series in program history, eliminating the Oklahoma State Cowgirls 6-5. A fielder's choice in the first put the Cowgirls on top 1-0. Kylie and Iomi hit a two-run homer in the second to make it 3-0 Cowgirls. Carly Petty's two-run homer in the third made it 5-0 Cowgirls. But Courtney Day hit another three-run homer in the fourth to cut the lead to six uh, to 5-3. And then Errors brought in three runs in the fifth, which brought the scoring to an end for the game, setting up a Red River rivalry as well as a future SEC rivalry for the National Championship Series with Game 1 starting on Wednesday between Texas and Oklahoma. So let's move back uh, to Wednesday, uh, National Championship Series Game 1. Texas didn't stand a chance in the first game of the National Championship Series as there was no there... Um, oh, we'll get to that. Um, there's no run rule in the National Championship Series, so bear that in mind. Hope Troutwine walked in a Texas run in the first, and that was the last time they saw a runner cross the plate in that game. Jocelyn Allo and T.R. Jennings combined for two doubles, four homers, and eight RBIs as Oklahoma showed off just how powerful the offense can be, as they have done the entire season thus far. They didn't hold back at all, and as I mentioned, there's no run rule in the championship series, so it allowed for the murder as the Sooners w pulled within a win away from a natty as they took game one 16-1. So many plays happened to score runs that I really didn't feel like re recapping them all. Hopefully game two on Thursday would provide us with more entertainment. Slightly. It was it was more entertaining, but it ultimately wasn't surprising. Um, so Thursday, game two, National Championship Series. It's all over. Texas once again got off to a great start thanks to an Alyssa Washington and Mary Iacopo sack fly to put the Longhorns up 2 to nothing in the first. But a throwing error by Mia Scott and Talon Snow's score, a single in the fourth, evened up the score at two apiece. Alyssa, Brito, Alyssa Brito's double in the fifth made it three to two. 
Kinsey Hansen hit a three-run homer in the fifth to make it 6-2, which essentially became the dagger. Uh, T.R. Jennings' sack fly in the sixth made it 7-2. Grace Lyons' three-run homer in the sixth made it 10-2. Uh, a little bit of consolation for Texas. Mia Scott hit a three-run homer in the seventh, which ultimately wrapped up the scoring, to, resulting in a 10-5 Oklahoma win. Thus, the Oklahoma Sooners repeat as national champions as they took down the Texas Longhorns in a two-game sweep, ending the season as wire-to-wire number one team in the country. Ultimately, I said at the beginning of the season Oklahoma was going to defend their national title. That is what happened. Now, there were some surprises in the tournament along the way, but ultimately the end result was still the same. Um, so one of the greatest careers we've ever seen in college softball, Jocelyn Allo came to an end with that national champ with back-to-back national championships. It was a great season. There's no doubt about that with a hundred percent of fantastic season, really looking forward to seeing what happens in this off season as we get ready for another season. Uh, next season, uh, the St. Pete Clearwater Elite Invitational has changed its name. Now it's the Tax Act Clearwater Invitational. Those teams have been released. Those 16 teams that are going to be there have been released. No schedule yet, but it will be February 16th through the 19th of next year. Um, so I will not be doing any. There will be no more. Uh, episodes released until bef- the week before the college softball season starts uh, next year in 2023. So early February, maybe even end of January, depending on when the schedule falls. Um, but in that uh, opening uh, preview of the season, we'll have recap of the Hawks softball season which is about to start actually on Monday uh, we'll have a recap of Athletes Unlimited th- uh, season 3 probably look at uh, USSA Pride and Smash It Vipers with the WPF and their exhibition games plus any other games that they're going to be playing uh, we'll have some softball at the World Games, a recap of that, of Team USA there. Um, might have some Japan, some of other games that USA Softball is doing this su- summer. Um, we're going to look at transfers. We'll get to those. Uh, talk about, hopefully, who will have the biggest transfer impact next season. Uh, we'll have the preseason favorites of uh, each team, uh, each conference. Maybe some conference, more conference realignment. I don't know. We'll, we'll see how that works. Um, but we'll have a lot jam-packed into that opening episode next season. So it's been a great season, a uh, great third season of the Around the Basis podcast. I love college softball. I love softball in general. This has been a fun season to go through. Um, Looking forward to being back next year with you for season four. Um, Until then, signing off for this season, for season three, 
This is your man, Tyler, with the Around the Bases podcast. Thank you for listening this season, everybody. We'll see you again next season. Signing off. Good night.